then the blood trail took a hard right down straight down the hill through a bunch of brush. And so I'm like, this is it. You know, this is a, you know, the last, last burst and a bear's going to be dead right here. So we kind of, you know, good kind of ease down through the brush, following blood. And Johnny's there. He's I think a little bit behind me to my left. And, uh, he's like dead bear. Okay, sweet. So I felt good. And then he said something about, wait, she moved her head. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hoyt Bow Hunting Podcast. Today's a special one. Me and Alan both have uh, the one and only Cam Haynes on, direct from uh, Mount Pisgah. <laughs> right, Mount Pisgah. Yeah, and you're you're seriously you're 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 on the mountain right now, right? I am. Yeah, it's uh, I don't have the luxury of just hanging out and talking bow hunting all day. I got. Oh. <laughs> so you're running my, right now damn this right is my, now. well not right now because you guys are screwing it up but i am <laughs> on the mountain and this is my lunch break so yeah so alan i have nightmares about mount pisgah uh to this day i was out what there happened? with cam oh it was probably 10 years ago i think that truett and tanner were probably like 11 and 13 years old something like that and yeah, so, so longer than that. No, they, they they weren't any younger than they weren't any older than that, were they? Or younger? Well, true, it's twenty four. So if he was ten, that's fourteen years. Oh, okay. Well, my math is bad. Um. Anyway, they were still basically little, little. kids, yeah. and we we went to Cam's gym, worked out, and in at that time, I I was in fairly good shape, and uh, I I did have a a gimpy knee. I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself that. But when we're on our way out there, right before we get out of the truck, Cam turns I, around and looks at those boys. I keep track of these. Should I keep track? So the knee, should I write this down? <laughs> <laughs> so he, tur he turns around and he looks at those boys and he says, you know, he says, now let's he gets real serious all of a sudden. Let's get something out of this. I want you two to push it. And we get out of the truck and then he walks over and he whispers something to him. And I know what he whispered to him. He whispered to him, you are both in big trouble if you let this guy beat you to the top. At, I guarantee that's what he said. He never admitted to it, but that's what he told him. And those two little suckers whooped my butt up that hill, dude. <laughs> I, I was like, dang, man. And, you know, I don't feel so bad now seeing how both of them have turned out, dude. They were, they were athletes from the get-go, but... Uh, yeah, I got spanked up Mount Pisgah by little tiny Truett and, and Tanner at the time, you know, they, the boys had kind of been through that routine a few times. I mean, the guys at work or somebody would show up, yeah. so I'd tell them they, they're pretty much, you know, they knew what their job was. It was to go and to humiliate know. the person that was with you. That's what their job was. <laughs> I, I know exactly I what was... their job was. <laughs> no, they're, they're just, they got a lot, they had a lot of endurance. I mean, I don't. And I don't know, I, I, I pushed those boys, but I just wanted them to know, uh, to me, life is competition. So I wanted them to know, Hey, yeah. it starts now you, you gotta, you know, it's going to hurt sometimes and that's all right. So yeah, they got really accustomed to, to hurting and pushing up this mountain. Well, for what it's worth, true, it was only like 11 years old. And when, I, you know, when he finished, I could see him. So I was right on Truett's, I was right on Truett's tail, but, uh, Tanner, that's amazing, Danny. I Good could work. not see him. Yeah, thanks, Alan. I, yeah. I, I, I have a feeling you might have been in the same boat back then. I wasn't as old and fat back then, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they had a lot of endurance. It wasn't wasn't really fair. I mean, they've done this many times. So, yeah, but, yeah, no. it's all good. It was a good, that was a good trip. It was a good experience for sure. And those two are man, they're absolute studs. Um, you and I were talking about them just a little bit earlier, and uh, I mean. Both of them are, are pretty incredible, but Tanner is, he's, he's just scary looking dude. Have you seen him, Alan? I, I haven't. No. Oh, he's, he's, he's built, he's built quite a bit bigger than his dad. And what is he? He's six inches taller than you, isn't he? No, he's well, yeah, I guess so. He's six foot. So yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. Eight inches taller. Um, dude, he's a tank. <laughs> he's a tank. Nah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's worked hard. They both have, they both been lifting since they were 14. 
you know, for a long time, he couldn't tell. True would just kind of be going through the motions and he'd be pretty frustrated. He wasn't putting on any muscle, but, you know, it takes a while sometimes for some body types and, you know, but they've been going now for, is he 10 or 27? So that's 13 years of lifting and, you know, same thing, you know, True is 24. So 10 years of, I, and I don't know if True has hardly missed a day in 10 years. He is pretty focused. So, you know, Dude. it shows after that much time. I watched that, um, uh, the deal where he was, he, he was trying to beat his pull-up record or it, it, remind me what he did, but it was just, it was insane. Yeah. I mean, Goggins had the previous world record of 4,032. And, uh, so that was Ruth's goal in 24 hours. But also I said, you know, I said, you can't take 24 hours because Goggins did it in like 1730. I said, so you got to beat that time and you got to beat his number. So that was the goal the whole time. So he ended up doing 4,100 in like 17 hours, 35 minutes. So it wasn't beating his record. It was beating a world record. Uh, yeah. Well, Goggins had the world record. It got beat. But, but we were. Oh, Goggins gotcha. Like, yeah. Goggins has been like, you know, he sets the mark as far as being a beast. And so that was the goal was could he do more than Goggins' yeah. previous world record. Yeah. So over 4,000 pull-ups in, in, in 17, 17. 20 hours, 17 hours. Yeah. That's incredible. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. it's inhuman is what it is. Well, yeah, um, that was good. Cam, you've been, you've been busy, man. You've been, uh, Alaska just recently. Yeah. Yeah. How long, how long have you been back? Just really, really fresh, right? Um, got back Friday. So what, not yeah. quite a week. Yeah. 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 And I heard about your hunt too. That was fun. We, uh, we both hunted with Johnny, uh, yeah. Isn't yeah. he a great guy? Oh my God. I love him. I love him. Tough, quiet, oh, mellow, freaking just good at what he does. So yeah. yeah, I love that guy. You know, the, the day we spotted my bear, it was pouring buckets, like just yeah. wind and rain. And all of us were under a tarp yeah. except John. John spent John spent the day circling the knob in the pouring rain, and he yeah. found that bear in a spot we never would have seen it from the tarp. Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. I mean, so it was John that I, he's he is the man. Yeah, I think um, with my bear, that was I'm pretty sure his 94th bear. Wow. You know, between grizzly and brown bear. So I mean, talk about experience over 21 years. Um, I got a lot of respect for for a man like that. Just a yeah. stud. So, Alan, when you say the knob, Cam, do you know exactly where he's talking about? Were you in the exact same location and everything pretty much? We, we were hunting different oh. species. Yeah. Oh, he was on oh okay. Kodiak, you were on brown bear. Yeah, that's right. You were over. Okay. Okay. You were over on the island. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I was hunting grizzly, so it's a little bit different, but same type of animal. Yeah. I'm, cu well, I'm curious about your setup, Cam. What what uh what bow did you take and and how is your arrow and everything set up? Ventrum or the RX-5? Oh, no, the Ventrum 33. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I needed 90 pounds or I like 90 pounds. Right. Um, so they'll do it with the aluminum riser. And so I took that uh, and I like the longer bow. So it's a 33 inch. And then my arrows are 540. They're those uh, Easton 250s with 55 um, and outsert out front to, so I can mm -hmm. shoot those full size trocars. And, uh, yeah, so that's 55 grains there. So it's 540 uh, grains of arrow um, shooting out of that that 33-inch um, bow. Pretty sick. And so at 90 pounds, you're probably still getting considerable speed. Um, yeah, it was like, I'd say 292 or 290. Oh, now yeah. I can't remember. Maybe it, was, maybe it was 290 with 522, but something. Yeah, I mean, it hits hard, definitely. No kidding. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a truck. I mean... Yeah, I shoot yeah. a little bit lighter. I'm shooting like a 410, like 297, something like that. But okay, yeah, I, I love, I love, you know, I haven't, I don't think I've met you, right? I haven't, have I? You know what? We met one time, like uh, back when you were at Eastman's. I shot a giant mountain goat that, like, it broke the world record, but there was another one shot six months after me. And I That's, went up, the, yeah, I remember the, that one. That, yeah. And so I went up to you and said, Hey, Cam, I want to talk to you about an article because I just shot this big mountain goat. And you're like, dude, I just accepted another article. 
for another oh. one that I think might be bigger than yours. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know about that one. And so I don't know if you remember that conversation, but that we, Dude, that's the only time we met. Was that, was that other goat killed in Washington or where was that? Where was it was that in BC. Alaska? It was, it oh, was BC. That's like, what it was. It was killed like 30 miles from my goat. Oh, okay. And it was like, yeah. I remember him. Shane or somebody was his name. Chad, maybe. Chad, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure you remember specifically. Oh yeah, I know everything about that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I do remember that. I mean, it, that was many years ago. But I mean, what an amazing animal! So you killed. It was world. Re- so it was a world record for. Got week, broken uh, six period. months later. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> that's incredible, dude. I that's the only time we met. You know, even seeing a world record is, uh, or just seeing one. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a uh, animal that you could say was a world record, let alone killing one. That's well, I'm going to, I'm going to brag on that a little bit now, Cameron. No, don't, yeah, Danny, he won't don't. do it himself, but he just killed another world record just this last just, year. I know the Sitka black tail, right? <laughs> I know, dude. dude I, know I know. I know all about him. Some guys, <laughs> some guys have the, the horseshoe firmly implanted up there, you know? Yeah, I, one I thing I have is luck. No, that's for sure. I, yeah. No, but, uh, well, a lot of respect because I mean, luck doesn't get those animals on the ground. No, no. <laughs> so, uh, Cam, had you hunted grizzly before? Uh, no, I've only hunted brown bear. So okay. that was my first grizzly hunt. Yeah. Dude, grizzlies are so gnarly. Like they are yeah. so much more aggressive than brown bear. Brown bears, in my opinion, I outfitted them for them in Terrace. And, you know, we had. We killed the 15 years I owned that area. We killed probably 400 black bears and didn't have a single incident, like dangerous incident Mm -hmm. out of 400 black bears. Yeah. And grizzlies, we only killed like maybe 15 to 20 of them. And we had seven or eight different, like almost life threatening, death defying, like had to shoot a bear incidents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. And I I understand you guys had something like that go down. It it was that, would that feel like? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've been talking a lot about it, but that did it go? Uh, how did you see it happen? Um, God, it's uh, I don't know. I'm, you know, every, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I, you don't, and you, you know, social media. It's like a lot of people say a lot of stupid things that may, maybe necessarily aren't true. Um, and so people might hear this and think it's just categorized that as, as the same thing. But to me, I, I, I hate guns on a bow hunt. I, I'm a bow hunter and what, no matter how it works out, that's just how it's going to be. I don't, I don't. And I told them, I told everybody, it probably felt like I, maybe it feels like I said it a hundred times, but I know I thought it a hundred times, but I know I said it 10 times. I don't want guns on my, on my, on this with a bear but there's that and maybe they thought that it was just you know guys say a lot of a lot of different things and and i know Bramlin mentioned this too he's like he goes i didn't know i didn't know that was actually true you actually don't want guns and i'm like no no i mean this is this is what i do this is what this is all i think about every day so anyway i'll i just want to preface the story with that so i make the shot on the bear I felt like it was a good shot. The film looks good. It looks like I smoked it. It's 50 yards and uh, heavy blood. And uh, there was, uh, you know, I mean, we're walking in the tundra and it's like, you're just walking and see it. It's steady. You know, it was a low chest. Um, so that low hole, you know, a pass through, of course, with that, with that bow, that's like we want. And so, uh, you know, steady going through and it's not like we, we ran on it. Um, you know, Kip took off his boots because we'd put in a bunch of miles and he was putting moleskin on his feet. So we took a little time there. Um, and so it wasn't like we, you know, looking back, it's like people might say, oh, well, you pushed it or this or that. It's like it had still been over a half hour. And uh, I, I thought, you know, I, I, I maybe I could have done better on this, but I thought the bear was going to be dead. That's all there is to it. And, uh, you know, there's another part to it that we were four or five miles from camp going the other way it was two in the morning and i'm like if i was by myself i would probably have maybe sat on it a little bit and just you know ate something chilled out but i'm like whatever heavy blood i think a good shot i think this bear is dead so we're side hill and 
and uh we're getting down it, it, side hilling good blood still nothing it hadn't even ever stopped and it but now it had been about 200 yards and it's like you know that's starting to get like why is it going 200 yards but i'm like no it's these things are just tough it's just whatever maybe it's heart and sometimes on a heart they can maybe they'll go a little bit further so and uh um then the blood trail took a hard right down straight down the hill through a bunch of brush and so i'm like this is it you know this is a you know the last last burst and a bear's going to be dead right here so we kind of you know go kind of ease down through the brush following blood and johnny's there he's i think a little bit behind me to my left and uh he's like dead bear and so i'm like I, i'm like okay sweet so i felt good and then he said something about wait she moved her head and so i'm like okay i said i all, i don't know i don't know what i did but but i i know i said don't shoot and i said don't shoot i don't know how many times don't shoot so i'm i'm about maybe five yards away because it's kind of thick but i don't really have a good shot and there's heads down and i you know uh i'm trying to move in i'm maybe about probably five yards like i said and and, but it's it's hard to find a shooting lane so i come to full draw and bear lifts lifts the head up and all i have is like a frontal and i don't i'm thinking god i can't take it you know you know what those bear skulls are like so i'm like i can't head shoot this thing so i'm like trying to move to the right a little bit where I can get a little bit of a more quartering into shot. And, um, as I move into the right, um, the bear puts its head down again and then brings it back up and charges full bore right at me. And huh. so I had, I was down on one knee and I had kind of had a shooting lane right there. So I shot and I, you know, went right in another chest shot with my arrow, uh, and then Johnny and then uh, Kip's brother was with us, Kip folks from Under Armour, Kobe, and they both shot and one of them hit it in the hip. I, I think Kobe hit it in the hip. And, uh, you know, kind of spent and that was about it. But uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Bramlin said something about it. He goes, I don't know what you want the video to show, but he goes, I think you said the F word 20 times. And uh, I said, we could probably <laughs> take out about 18 of those, but I was just frustrated. I was just, you know, you know, I can't, I can't, they're, they're trying to protect me. You know, obviously I don't necessarily want to be protected. Uh, and this will all sound like BS, but whatever. I mean, to me, I go on a bear hunt, I'm trying to kill it. And if I, you know, if it kills me, that's just the way it goes. That's just, that's just how it works. But, um, so I was, I was just frustrated. It was, uh, as a, as a, you know, I, I just bleed bow hunting and it just, it kind of hurt for a minute. So, yeah. What, what do you think, um, in, in, you know, in, in your appraisal of the situation, had they not shot, what do you think would have happened? I don't know. I mean, I don't, um, you know, everybody will make it. They always want to make stories seem crazier than they are um i got another i mean bear was hurt (laughs) you know five guys coming down through the brush that's not that's not normal i mean and i know a deer elk is gonna go the other way and you know 50 yards can go down but a grizzly you know how as, as you said they have a different attitude they survive by being at the top of the food chain they don't run away they come but just to not have moved off here. And, you know, it's not like we were, we weren't trying to be quiet because it's, we're trailing a wounded grizzly. So the bear was hurt to barely lift, lift, uh, lift his head. Um, but had enough to, to come full speed pretty fast. How far Ram- out of his bed did he make it cam? Uh, I would say three, three yards probably half the distance um, to you or something yeah i mean it's you know like Jeez. i said it it's i don't know it's everything happens pretty fast we watched the footage and it's pretty thick so it's kind of it's tough to see 
But Branlin said, he goes, I don't think the bear would have made it to you. Um, he goes, he, he goes, but it's sorry. You know, you don't know these animals. I don't want, I don't want to predict. Um, so anyway, it was, I mean, whatever it was intense. I guess the, the film will show what happened, but <laughs> I don't know. It probably doesn't make sense to anybody else. I mean, anybody else would be like, you know, you want to protect yourself and, you know, a wounded grizzly and that was a smart thing to do and, and everything. But to me, it's like, I, I don't know. Just get things a little different, I guess. And it's a tough call. It's such a tough call. <laughs> well, yeah. and I can, I can understand, I, I yeah. respect and admire your passion about, you know, feeling that way. I've known, known you a long time and, and you're the kind of, kind of guy that, feels that way like you said you bleed bow hunting your entire life is surrounded around it um but imagine having an injury occur that made it so that you couldn't from then on out you know what i mean it's like to me that one that one instance as much as it hurts dude at least you can go hunt another one yeah i don't know i don't i don't care i don't think about stuff like that i don't i mean i don't like i my whole thing and i I don't expect anybody. I get totally get what you're saying. And I totally, I, that makes sense. I mean, we're relatively young still in the grand scheme of things. I, I hundred percent get it, but I, my brain works. Like, what am I doing today? I'm going to get my run in. I'm going to get, I'm going to shoot my bow. I'm going to, you know, get my work day in. I don't like when I go on a trip, I don't even book my flight till the week I go. I just, I don't think about, I'm going to get another chance. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is right then. And I, that's how I live my life. And it's not, I'm not saying anybody else who lives it differently is wrong. And, and I don't, I'm not trying to convince anybody because I don't care what anybody else thinks or does. I, I respect it. And you guys, anybody, you know, but for me, all I cared about was that bear and, and I want to be in control and I want, I want fate. I want the destiny of that hunt to be in my hands. And when it's not, it just, it's, it hurts, but. I just, you know, then on the flip side, I got to get over it because those are some of the best men you'll ever come across. Those guys, you know, I love them like brothers. And I, I mean, I respect Johnny. I don't know Johnny that well, but I respect him so much. So I can't, I'll, I have nothing but positive to say about him just being a professional and doing his job. And Kip and Kobe are just, you know, they've been friends forever. So I, there's, it has nothing to do with anything like that. No negative at all. I mean, I love those guys and they're, they're doing what anybody would do. I mean, anybody, no, they're doing it better than anybody would do because, um, they're, they were there with me. I mean, we, we, you know, we shared that hunt together. So, um, it's just, uh, I mean, you know, bow hunting is a complicated, it's a, it's a journey that defines us. So sometimes it doesn't always fit into some neat package and death of an animal isn't always you know, perfect or textbook, there's going to be some ugly death in life. And I, I, I've seen other things, you know, anything that dies, they grasp onto life pretty hard and it's going to be messy sometimes. And that's just the way it goes. That's, that's how it works. So I just got to come to terms with it. And so I think, I thank those guys for what they did and for sharing that hunt with me and I'll never forget it. And it's, and we have a bond and it's, uh, it, it means more to me than almost anything. What would you do different next time? Same situation, same shot. Uh, well, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I mean, I you know, yeah. give it more time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I felt like at that time, given the information that I had and was reading with the blood, I felt like I was making the right decision. Now, of course, I know I, I wasn't. So, right. I mean, the, the, the mistake is mine. It's not, it's I can't blame anybody else. I can I can complain about how it worked out, but it's invalid because because i i thought i thought we were making the right decision and we didn't you know were you 100 percent on it on the entire blood trail or was there a point we, on that blood trail where you were like oh maybe we ought to be hanging back a little part of you or anything not really i mean i no i mean because that as much blood as was being lost and where you know where the arrow hit I thought it was dead bear. I thought there was no, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really worried about it. I was never nervous or tentative or anything. I thought, I thought we were good. Yeah. 
Where was the shot? Where did it end up being? It was a little bit. It was a little bit left. So I think what it did was went in. I don't, you guys can see the video, but so left as in called. forward or back? Sorry, like forward, which way? Forward, was, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it was the a little forward. Head, the bed. The bear's head was uh, to the left. Yeah, but to the right, and it was a little left, so it snuck in to the right here and came out pretty good. Is quartering to a little bit. So it was maybe a couple inches forward and at that quarter and two angle. And then it, I mean, so looking back now, maybe it, I think where the lungs split, maybe it went through there and mostly got the one lung, but it hit maybe the front lobe of the, of the close lung to me because it was so weak. It was just going to take a little bit longer. That's, I mean, a double lung would have been, you know, whatever, maybe a hundred yards, but I think that one, it just didn't center punch too long. So it got maybe the front edge, maybe the center of, of the, where the lungs split. And then one good, one good lung. I don't really know. Um, but whatever the case, it, it yeah. wasn't quite dead yet. And as a, as a, you know, bear outfitter, um, we, we, it's unbelievable, but we lost more bears to shots too far forward than ever to a shot too far back. Yeah. They first, there's something about a bear, those forward shots. I, and I don't know, the lungs must be a little further back, I guess. I mean, I've never really dissected it, but we, yeah. we always tell the hunters, like, in fact, we started doing this. It was crazy. Spike came up with this, my business partner, Spike Lewis. He said, listen, don't think about aiming behind the shoulder. What I want you to do is aim dead center and aim six inches in front of dead center. He started telling hunters that even rifle hunters, because Rifle hunters mm. were hitting these black bears in the shoulder, just right behind the shoulder, and we were losing them. It was unreal. Yeah. And so yeah. there's something about a bear that like, just a little bit further back, and not many people know that. Like I didn't. Yeah. Like it's that's it's good advice. An odd thing, yeah. That's um, good advice. But like you said, you, you killed that. I mean, that bear was going to die. I mean, there's no. It was just a timing thing, probably, right? Yeah. I mean, I just and I know. I mean, I know how this stuff works. You know, I mean. I, I just have a, and I'm not, I don't care what anybody else does. I'm, most people would probably just cut out the whole rifle shot. You know, I'm just, the hunt would be like, oh, here's, you know, here's my bow shot. Cause the, the shot is awesome on film. And then, but to me, it's like, I just, it's just, it's not a true bow kill to me. I don't, I'm not speaking for anybody else. So that's the only thing that, and it's, that's my, that's my fault. That's my responsibility. And so I need to, you know make good on it next time well i'll tell you and danny would i'm sure agree with this as as three guys who have bow hunted just a ton these things happen like mm -hmm. it, it's not it's not a perfect science and you know hindsight like you say, hindsight's 2020 but even with 2020 just the weirdest things happen in the field and 99 yeah. of the time it works fine but then every yeah. once in a while something like that was a perfect shot and somehow mm -hmm. i'm not finding any blood I don't know what, yeah. like it, and it just blows your mind and anybody who gets critical of this situation, anybody's like, Oh, cam should have this or that they haven't bow hunted very much. Yeah. I can guarantee you're, that you're, you're exactly I can guarantee right, man. because this stuff happens and it is not a perfect science. Well, yeah. it's the bow hunting is the great humbler. And you oh. know, there, there are bow hunters that, well, you said this cam, uh, you were the one that I heard say this and, and I've repeated it a lot since. Um, there are those who have been humbled and those who are about to be. Yeah. And that's I, a fact. It, it, it is an absolute fact. And I remember telling one of my sons when, you know, he was playing football at, at some point and he, he, he really struggled with getting down on himself when he would make mistakes. And I would say, Hey man, uh, Peyton Manning and, and, uh, and the best of them still throw interceptions. You know what yeah. I mean? And, as, as far as bow hunters go, I, you truly are, you work harder than any other bow hunter that I've ever seen, or I think ever has been. Uh, and you know, you're human and to, to see that you're, that you're still human and that not every single thing goes perfect. It just proves that we're exactly right. This bow hunting sport that we love is the great humbler. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll agree. I do work hard, but I think that's just because I have to offset a lot of other weaknesses. I mean, <laughs> I, that's like, you gotta, you gotta lean into your strengths. And so, um, 
I feel like um, I'm not I'm not the greatest bow hunter. I'm not the greatest shot. So I need to be my conditioning has to be such where I can be a hundred percent on my game in the moment of crunch time because I'm not the best. So it's just like that's you know you gotta you gotta be honest with yourself. So I'm honest with myself, and I know that you know there's there's people who are better at this, people who are better at that. The animal doesn't care who's better at anything. I have to be my best. And so I do that through training. And um, it's, you know, I, I, I hear people say often that, you know, they went on this hunt and it was the hardest thing they've ever done. And to me, man, if the, if the hunt's the hardest thing you've ever done, you're not going to be at your best. You can't yeah. be. You cannot, you can't be. So the hunt for me has to be way down the list, of, even the hardest hunt. Like this hunt, we put on a lot of miles um looking for bear you know grizzlies are spread out they're like uh, a bear every five square miles so you're not gonna they're not concentrated and they're in the mountains so this can't be it's got to be easy for me right despite all that so i can't be at my best come come crush time and then i still screwed up or still didn't go how i wanted so it's you know I think a big mistake guys make when the hunt's the hardest thing they're doing. I, you know, and I'm not here to, to tell anybody what to do. Um, cause whatever people have success and do all sorts of different things, but I just, I just don't think you're going to perform, you know, it's like that old, there's an old adage. that's uh, uh, you never rise up to the, the occasion. You fall to your level of training. And I think that is really evident in bow hunting because bow hunting does not care about how much you deserve anything. If you bit had to run a tough block and there's not going to be some gimme, it just doesn't work that way. You got to earn every single opportunity. And if you're not ready, I don't know. It'd be a rough road. You got to earn every single opportunity and you got to be prepared to capitalize on every single opportunity because a lot oftentimes yeah. there's only one. Yeah. Hey, yeah. so you might, might have asked a question, Cam. I'm, I'm curious. I, I've asked this of people before, you know, you have all these and, you, and I love it. This coming from you because you're so big on preparation. You have all these different areas to prepare. You have your conditioning, your shooting, your you just you know that your experience over the years on judging you know animals' reactions and what they're going to do and this and that. If you had to pick just one thing that's going to make the biggest difference in your success, which of all those or or something else would you choose that you think is maybe the most important thing? Now, obviously, we're going to do them all. But I'm just curious. How would you how would you weight it? Uh, that, well, it's I don't know. I don't know how I weigh. There's two things that I think are key. Um, one is, I mean, you're if you can't hit what you're shooting at, you're not going to kill. So there's two. Yep. So you have to be a decent shot. I mean, yeah, not, you don't shoot. You know, a 300 in Vegas. It's not like you shoot it in an X, but you know, you got some tough shots, you got packs on, you got stop, and it's not like that perfect leg for that. So you have to be able to get it in the lungs at in some tough conditions. Um, but that aside from that, it's uh it's just experience in the woods and experience around animals. It's uh you know, re reading an animal and knowing what you can get away with and what you can't, how species are different, what uh what animals are looking at, you know, like in this bear in the video, the bear's looking right at me and it's and it's subtle. But and I'm 50 yard. It was 59, and it was coming to me. But I, you know, the guys were back behind me. Said, "Don't move." You know, whatever. Everybody knows all that. But I was like just hugging the shade of this of uh, this small tree, uh, spruce there, hugging just just the shade, just a little bit in the shade. Because granted, it was one in the morning, but the sun was still up, and so I would have been in the in the evening light. Essentially, is what it is. But instead, I would hug the shade. And so when that animal looked at me, um, if I would have been in the sun, they probably would have, I mean, I don't, maybe not. I, you can guess all you want, but a, a greater likelihood of getting picked out. So little things like that, which if you haven't been around animals and you don't really understand how that works, or you're not thinking about it because you're nervous and caught up in the moment, you're not thinking about the details because you just don't have that human animal encounter experience or, or the bow, the relationship between a bow hunter and, and the animal, you don't know. And so it's just little things like that. Um, it happened a thousand times on a hunt, you know, a hundred times on a stock, little decisions you make that are formed over years and years 
um, of blowing it, learning the hard way. And uh, I just don't think there's any way to shortcut that. I mean, you can go on more hunts, um, but you have to get that, that experience being close to animals. Yeah. Nice. Nicely said. You agree with that, Danny? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I think that, um, there's so many decisions that you have to make in such a finite amount of time. You know what I mean? It's happening right now. And, uh, the more times that you're putting it into that situation where you've got to make those decisions in rapid fire haste, um, the better you get at, at, at making them, you know what I mean? And thinking of those little things. Um, and you know, it, but like Cam is demonstrating right now, I don't, I don't care how long you've been doing it. You know, there's <laughs> you, just when you think I'm getting pretty damn good at this stuff, you, oh, you're going to have one come bite you in the ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. That's what happens. No. And that's mean, why we love it too. That's, you know, without yeah. those failures, the successes aren't so sweet. You know, we had, uh, you know, Kip had a tag too. So we had some ups and downs on that hunt. And I gave him, you know, you guys talked about the, Hey, every quarterback, Peyton Manning, you know, yeah. I understand the connection with, with Denver and all that, but I use, <laughs> yeah, Tom you use Brady. Brady. You, I stayed away from Brady on purpose, dude. <laughs> and I said, I told, I gave the, I gave the pep talk and I said, Hey, Brady threw a pick six. He's on his hands and knees watching, you know, a DB run into the end zone. And it's not looking good. 28, three or whatever it was. Yep. And I said, we got to come back from this. We got to come back. We got to. You know, we can still win this thing, but are you saying, he, so you shot first, Cam? That, um, Kip set up the hunt. So I gave him first stock and it bear disappeared or whatever. So then okay, this, okay. Was my, this was my first stock. Okay. Then, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So then, uh, the goal was, it was how it worked is like this, this was a, what I killed was a big sow and the boar was, I guess a little bit bigger, maybe. But this was a big white sow. I mean, and I'm like, so I told him, I said, hey, I said, I'll kill this. And I said, and you, if you're right behind me, let's just get a double right now. Let's get this boar killed. And so that was the plan. And I was, um, anyway, it didn't work out. Then we're, you know, so whatever. The, that bear kind of, there's another sow that came in. So the boar went off and Kip never got a shot at it then. But there are some other opportunities that, you know, just are challenging. Just any hunt is. And so. You know, we had to dig deep and get it. And he, he ended up killing a great, great boar. But there was every hunt has that, you know, it's soul crushing. And that's what I said, too. It's like, and I don't need to do this. People have done it long enough to know. It's like, that's, that's why we love this. If it was, you know, if it didn't, if it wasn't soul crushing, it wouldn't mean it wouldn't be life changing. The successes wouldn't be life changing. So you right. can't have one without the other, yeah. you know, and that's yep. just the way it's going to go. And it hurts. It hurts bad when it's the soul crushing part, but we can't throw in the towel because a lot of people do, you, you know, the stories, a lot of people start bow hunting and then all of a sudden they're back to rifle hunting. Well, why was that? Because it was too hard. It was yeah. freaking too hard. Yeah. No kidding. It's too hard, but you stick with it just like all of us have. And, uh, it's never easy, but we're going to be able to earn some success. So. So well, wait, I'm just curious, will, will, will you go back? Will, will you, I mean, <laughs> what, what's, if you had to answer right now, do you think you'll ever go back and grizzly hunt again? Oh, dude, I live for that stuff that what this has been, a, there's a whole nother layer to this that whatever is I haven't, I haven't been back to Alaska since, uh, Roy fell and died. Right. And I was going to ask you about that. I read your blog on it and I know that was yeah. an important part of that hunt to you. I, you know, and so I'd done, we'd hunt Prince of Wales. We've hunted moose. We've hunted Kodiak so many times, sheep hunts, brown bear hunts. It's like, I've been up there. I don't know how many times I said when I, in that write up 20 or 30, I don't know how many, but we've had, a, you know, so many hunts just like this, where it's like, it defines your life. And we were so, so on the same page as far as and like, and I think I even said it in my post, maybe to an unhealthy level. I've, I've made a lot of poor decisions in life because I put bow hunting first and I, I still don't even know if I'm any different. Um, I might, maybe I just masked it a little better, probably not, but 
anyway, so we were on the same page with how much this stuff means to us. This is, this isn't a hobby. This isn't, you know, this isn't a, a thing just to like a fun vacation. So without him who had shared all those things, I'm like, I didn't even have the urge to go back. It's like, this is a part piece of my life that, you know, I mean, even the successes in my other hunts, like without having Roy to, to share that with, it's like, God, it doesn't even, it's cool. I mean, it's, I feel good about the hard work's paying off, but it's not the same. So it was a big, it was a big thing, but Kip is such a, a, a good friend and a dear friend and he wanted to do this. And, and, uh, so I warmed up to it and we did it. And then we went to, to Roy's and, you know, uh, I got to, the guys got to see Roy's trophy room and meet Jill and Roy's wife. And it was, uh, um, you know, the hunt, the hunt was, I just wanted Roy to, to be able to, if he was watching to be like, that's how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think he would have been, uh, <laughs> what would Roy's opinion of whether the gun should have been behind you or not been? Would he have been right there in lockstep with your, with, with how you were thinking about it? Um, for him. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he would take, you know, we, I think, let's see, I never packed a gun. I think my father-in-law one time bought me, a, a like a shotgun for, when we went on Kodiak and I think I took it out one time and I'm like, I'm not packing this thing around. And Roy, same thing. He took like a pistol before he was outfitting just because he told his wife he would, you know, like, Hey, you know, everybody's worried about everybody and we do this stuff, but we were never worried about it. We were always just like, this is just what we do. Just, there's going to be risks involved. And so, uh, yeah. you know, now when he was an outfitter, then it's different. I mean, he, you know, he, I did a brown bear hunt and he had a gun there and we ended up having to kill a bear that charged us, not the bear I killed, but another bear. And, uh, you know, so there was a gun there for that. And as an outfitter, it's different. It's just like, you're, you're now you're responsible for this and you can't have, it doesn't matter what some, you know, dipstick hunter says, oh, I don't care. I don't let this bear. It's like, yeah, now a guide can't do that. So. Right. Um, if we were just hunting, hunting, just bow hunters, just like we used to, it would have been, you know, probably the same as me. Yeah. I think what you just said there about the outfitter, I, I once, I, I told an Alaskan outfitter once I said, Hey, don't, uh, don't put a bullet in that bear unless it's mauling me. That's, that's what I yeah. said. And mm -hmm. what he told me, he's like, dude, if you get mauled, I lose my license. Yeah. I, I'm and, like, and Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> No, I know all that. And then, you know, I thought I could get away with it because I said on camera that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm prepared to die, whatever, if that's what it comes down to, I'm not worried about it. But, um, they also to, to give context to what you, what you just said, Alan is, you know, they had a guide for up last year in the same right. country where I was hunting. Well, you know, Kip was Shane. there, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I mean, there's, there's some, these guys deal, these grizzlies are, God, there's just something, there's something different in their brain. They're so aggressive. I mean, they're killers. That's all there is to it. So, um, so you, so you combine the animal with a recent experience of a guide getting torn up and having to be life flighted out of there and, you know, got hurt pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's understandable, completely yeah. understandable yeah. and, and it makes sense. So, yeah, I get it. And I understand, I understand you're saying it's just, it would be your preference. Yeah, to to not have a gun, but ultimately, the outfitter is going to say, "Well, actually, I'm going to do it my way." Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Johnny works for uh, for Lance, who's one of the most respected outfitters in Alaska, and it's just like, you know, do a ticket. They they they're going to do the right thing. They're going to do the you know, clients go up there, and there's that's why guides are are uh, are required for those type of hunts because there is inherent risk. And they, right. what would be the point of hiring an outfitter if, you know, I mean, that's, that's just the way it goes. So, I mean, I, you got to respect the business too. And so, um, I don't want to seem disrespectful to that or seem like I'm talking about your BS or whatever. So, 
you know, I'm just saying how I feel as a, as a gotcha. And it makes sense. And I agree. I mean, that's why I made that comment to the guy, but it, he, yeah. he's like, he's like, shut up. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you, so, but you know, so you know, how, yeah, you, how, I, yeah. how our brains work. I do you know, know. Yeah. Do our brains, does it have, does it do, does it make sense to anybody else? Doesn't matter. It just makes sense yeah. to us. Yeah. So yeah. Right. I'm like that. The, the bow kill is just, it's something special to a bow hunter. There's no question. It's really hard for us to come to terms with, you know, losing that opportunity to ethically harvest that animal with a bow because it's what we live yeah. for. Yeah. It does. That's, it's, that's all there. That's all that. That's all I care about. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I hate, you know, part, I, one reason why I hate podcasts and I, I've, you guys know, I did not agree <laughs> to do this. I do not want to do this. I'm doing this against my will right now is because I listen to podcasts and I just like, I hear people and I'm like, and why did somebody give that guy a mic? And so now I'm thinking, that's what people are going to be saying about me. They'll be like, why did somebody no. give this douchebag bow the mic? So you're like, speaking your heart, man. This is amazing, Cam. This is yeah. one of those podcasts. Like you and I were talking about how every once in a while there's a podcast that's just like awesome. Like when somebody speaks their heart, that's why, that's why podcast in some cases can be better than a well-researched book because it's, it's live and it's from the heart. I don't know. Well, I don't, dude. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel like that's me. I feel like I, I'm, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, this I is, this feel... is the first time on our podcast that we've had somebody choke up over anything. And I, I mean, I just saw you choke up talking about Roy and I, I, I mean, we've had discussions about him before. I know how much he means to you. And to me, that's something that is in like, endearing to to everybody um all of us that have been bow hunting for a long time have that that guy whether it's our dad our grandpa our best friend our cousin our uncle whatever that was the one who kind of mentored us in and made that uh, good hunting partners are so hard to find you know yeah. what i mean it's it's a match that is so hard to find and and unless you've been doing it a while you don't realize that and for you to lose yours and i could seeing your face you know i know that the the listeners don't have the have the video that we do but i mean dude i'm i know that we had to twist your your arm to do this thing but i'm glad you did it with us man i really am um well i mean i'll say uh danny you've been i mean we've worked together a lot over the years <laughs> you know uh I'm not the easiest guy to work with. Uh, I, I'll admit that. Um, and he, I don't really want to say, you know, but like a bunch of skeletons or whatever, but I just, I'm not the easiest guy to work with. I understand that, but I have a lot of respect for you. Uh, and well, you know, I the appreciate whole thing, that. the whole, and, and Alan too. I mean, I don't, I don't know Alan, like I know you, but I know Alan's uh, heart for bow hunting because I follow him and I see that and I see that passion and that passion is, there's like a a brotherhood even an, an yeah. unspoken brotherhood because i see somebody who 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 loves boning like i do and so that it just makes me you know maybe want to do something i wouldn't normally do like with this podcast but uh yeah i mean with, with roy it's just like man it's never going to be easy um he's been the only guy for my whole life who who believed in me and you know how hunting is it's like you, you know one thing that makes you good hunters you have to have you have to believe in yourself you have to kind of have an ego a little bit you have to you know people are going to doubt you and you're like yeah whatever i'm still going to get it done and so i get how there's a lot of hate in the in the industry because you know we're we're males who are used to work largely males i know there's a lot of women too i'm not trying to disrespect anybody but it's largely a male dominated field who are very competitive who are used to um, overcoming. And so when you get people in that environment, it's going to be, you're going to get some hate. That's all there is to it. And so I get it, but I, I, against all that, Roy and I, he always believed in me. So that's, that's one thing he knew he, you know, what I went through, we went to high school together, what, what we both fought for, what we both believed in. So that's the biggest reason why you take that out of my life. And, um, my life is never, never going to be the same. And, so to, to not have that piece, that guy, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not, 
you know, I, I don't worry about, you know, people talking shit about me now. I'm not w- whatever, but just knowing that that I lost a guy who never, never did, never doubted me. And so I'm never going to have somebody like that again. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge. I'll, I'll be honest. It's something, a challenge. Something else you and I have, all, have talked about several different times is that nothing, nothing breeds hate like success. And, yeah. um, the, I mean, there are men out there who would sooner forgive you for sleeping with their wife than they would for being successful. And the more successful yeah. you get in whatever field it is that you're in, um, the quicker you find out that there are people who, when you start experiencing that success, will turn on you. And, and the moment you fail, that, and the moment you fail, they <laughs> jump all over. Uh, they're selling. Yes, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're just, yeah. they're, they're waiting yeah. for any word to come out of your mouth, any slip that you have to, to just torment you with. And, you know, Roy was one of those guys that truly, no matter how successful you got, was going to be super proud of you and happy for you every inch of the way. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's painful to lose that guy because there's probably only a handful of them that you truly feel that way about. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. uh, we, we know you've got haters, but you know, the, the best thing about you <laughs> yeah. is that you don't give a crap. You know what I mean? Well, like they can listen to this story and listen to you talk about how you wish they had let that bear maul you. <laughs> Yeah, they can hate all they want, but you don't you don't care. And that's that's one of the things I like about you. People don't hate on losers. So it's that's just going to (laughs) be that's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. I I mean, I get it. And that's it's like, hey, these meme pages, they got to have shit to post. So it's just like, you know, if they're not doing it themselves, they got to, you know, I guess they can put up a post to me and it can be their most popular. I'll, I'll reiterate, man. Anybody who wants to criticize anything that happened on that hunt has not bow hunted very much. The more they criticize, the more they demonstrate their own inexperience because things yeah. happen. If you've never had anything happen in the, in the field that you didn't expect while you're bow hunting, I mean, you've literally never gone. Yeah, right. It's, it, yeah. It's, it's an interesting sport that way. You cannot control everything. You cannot control, you know, animals are such a huge unknown variable. They can flinch at the exact weird moment. I mean, so millions of things, millions of vari- variables. And that's what yeah. makes it so incredible. It's, some, it's not something you can control. You know, even yeah. like you compare it to golf. Well, it's really hard to get hit a golf ball, but that golf ball is laying in the grass. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't I have know. a mind of its own. Yeah. And th- those predator hunts like grizzlies and brown bears, you know, that takes it to a different level too. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grizzly and brown bear virgin. I, ha- mm-hmm. I haven't hunted them. Both of you have quite a bit of experience with them. I can only imagine, you know, I look at things like that mauling that happened with that guy and the old man where he got his, his dad yeah. got his chewed off, you know, oh, know, and was conscious and talking. And I mean, yeah, I see things terrible. like that and I'm like, man, do I really want to do that one day? You know what I mean? But yeah. the, the stakes are so much higher on that type of hunt and for me to make any comment one way or the other when I don't have any experience with it would be ignorant, ignorant. Yeah. You know what I mean? So any of you out there that, that want to make a comment, if you haven't gone and you don't have experience, you know, doing that sort of thing, then you shouldn't comment on it at all. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't you know? stop people. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That, that doesn't, doesn't stop people, but it's all good. I mean, Hey, that's part of the deal. You know, that's just the way, that's the way it goes. That's what makes, uh, you know, it makes it interesting, I guess, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I feel lucky every day. So you can't, I know we like to focus or not like to, but we do focus on the negative and different things, but I, I work really hard to, uh, to focus on just, you know, just like this, have an opportunity to talk to guys who love bow hunting like I do and, uh, guys who I respect and, um, man, it's, it is great. I didn't want to do it on a podcast. I'd rather have done it like maybe shooting bows, but yeah. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take this for now. One, one big part of that hunt also, uh, that I'm excited about was Brandlin Shockey. You guys know Brandlin, right? Jim Shockey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, a God. Well, first of all, he's like one of the smartest people I've ever met. So it's like, we were, he was calling us meatheads and we were calling him a nerd. But what, but aside from that, he's like this, his filming is so incredible. I'm really excited to share, you know, with all warts and all with my screw ups yeah. and everything to share the adventure because it was, it was special. It was special with, like I said, with, with men I love and men I respect. And, you know, just like you, Danny, not everybody's going to go do that. It's probably not realistic for some people, but that's, I hate filming also. I hate, you know, because I like the purity of bow hunting, but I have to, I like sharing adventure. That's why I started writing was to, to share my experiences and get them down. It's like, a, it's like a doc. It's like for me to have that, that memory documented. So I'm excited for that. Cause Brent Brandlin is, uh, he's an artist with that camera and an amazing editor too. So I am, I did want to give a shout out to him because of, uh, I really believe in him and I'm, I, I want you guys to see this trip, but That's sorry, awesome. Alan, what, what were you saying? Oh, I, I was just going to say that it's, it's kind of ironic, but also completely awesome that the first time we get you on a podcast was after a hunt where everything didn't go exactly how you wanted. It. I know, you know, it'd be one thing for you to jump on a podcast right after you kill a 380 bull and we're just like high fiving and, and, you know, talking about how everything's perfect. Right. But this uh -huh. as, and it's not easy. But the vulnerability and everything that happens talking about an experience like this, I'll tell you, it's very special for the listeners. And I know they appreciate, yeah. I appreciate it. And I know they appreciate it. Well, I, do I mean, I, I can be fake about a lot of stuff. <laughs> I can't be fake about bow hunting. And it's, uh, it's what this would cause me some issues working through the industry because uh, it's a business to some people. It's a job to some people. To me, I don't give a shit about business, money, anything. I, I, this is what I care about. So, um, when I talk about it, it's going to be a hundred percent how I feel. That, that's all there's to it. There's no, it's no act. So it's real. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can't do, I can't do it any other way. So, uh, yeah. you, we don't really have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's been awesome, man. I, I, I think it's been great to hear. I mean, I know, uh, again, it's not easy to talk about all this stuff right fresh off this hunt like this where you know a, a, a bear you put an arrow in got a bullet you know i mm -hmm. i can only imagine the raw emotions like it's like tears your heart yeah. out like i get it but thank you for care for uh sharing cam seriously yeah i yeah. appreciate it and uh, uh danny yeah. do you have do you have anything else here before we wrap up or cam do you have any last thoughts yeah no. i was gonna i was gonna say cam um you know and i've told this people to people about you before um for a long time there uh you know cam puts miles on per day like ridiculous i mean his workouts are ridiculous he you know, everyone knows everyone watches him i can call cam at midnight and he'll be up he'll be he'll be up working on something i i've never like i haven't you don't he doesn't sleep i've for all you haters out there, I can honestly say this out of everybody that I've ever worked with in the industry. I don't, I don't know anyone who works harder than this guy. There isn't anyone out there who will outwork him. Um, you can talk whatever crap you want to. You aren't going to outwork Cam Haynes. So anyway, I wanted to let you know that that was something that I really respect about you, Cam. Always have. And I really appreciate you coming on here after we gave you the Texas titty twister. and forced you into it because i actually yeah. feel like it i feel like it turned into a really good podcast even with know. your mount pisgah cell phone service up there <laughs> yeah you guys you guys don't have to post it but uh yeah i mean the, and the only thing about the work thing is that i just feel like that's all i can really offer just like i said with the with the work getting getting um ready for a hunt it's the same thing with work i'm not i'm not talented so i have to outwork everybody that's how i've always felt so I can't let up when I let up, people are going to pass me and those opportunities are going to go. And, and that this spot that I've worked for, for 33 years to, to earn these opportunities is going to go. So I have to, I got to grind. That's all there's to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being on here, brother. And we hope that we can convince you to do it again one day. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, wasn't that right. bad. Was it? Come on, dude. 
Um, no, but I just, I know people have other things I think would be better to listen to. I mean, it's just, I'm not, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't like, I think there's other better stories. So whatever. I just don't like there, There's I like, I told you, I said, there's plenty of douchebags who would love to talk about themselves. <laughs> why, why, why don't, why, why me? I don't want to. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> thanks guys. Well, thanks for coming on All right. cam. All right. Hope everybody thanks. enjoyed it. We'll see you. All right. Take care. Later. Bye.